good early morning, uh, St. Matthew's United Methodist Church, and those of you who are joining us online, I'm Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. And we're so glad you could join us today. Uh, we are, this is our final podcast in our Lenten series, our Lent podcast series, um, and uh, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a doozy. That's right. I didn't say I was excited. I said I said it would be a good one. I just, you know. You're, you're not excited about this one. I, I need to find a new catchphrase, <laughs> man. Um, but uh, super, super pumped. See, now I finally did it. Uh, y'all, I'm like I'm like partway through my coffee. I need more. Um, but without further ado, Dave, why don't you why don't you set the tone on what we're what we're going through today? I'll sip my coffee. <laughs> All right, you do that. Oh, uh, the well on in uh, in worship this week, I I covered Romans chapter eight, uh, starting in in verse six. Um, it it Paul is talking to the church in Rome, and he tells them uh, that if you have, he tells the believers there that if you have the mind of Christ. Um, then all of these, you know, you'll be walking with Christ. You'll be in the in the right way. But if you have the mind that is in the flesh, and he's talking about our humanness, he's not, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about sexuality um, whenever they they see the word flesh, but that's really not what Paul is focusing on. Right. He's talking about you know the 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 desire that that humans have to to move away from God. Um, right. That is the flesh that he is talking about. But the you know I, I read this and I kind of key in on when he talks about the mind of Christ uh, versus the mind of the flesh. Um, he's talking about the desire that we all have um, that mm-hmm. we can choose, um, you know, to follow Christ or or to not. Um, we we and and there's a desire within us that leads us one way or the other. Um, so he's talking, he's extolling the benefits, of course, of, of following Christ and having the mind of Christ and how that leads us deeper into, into the, the love of God. Right. But I hear that, the, the talk of the mind um, and, and, and desire, and I go to, uh, you know, what kicks off in, in my brain is, is uh, a movie, one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's called Cool Hand Luke. It was put out in the 60s. Uh, Paul Newman, all of that wonderful movie. Let me let me uh, recommend that to to everybody to to look um, uh, to to watch. Uh, and we're not gonna. I'm not gonna have any spoilers here. Don't spoil it. <laughs> he spoiled it for me, but I also asked him to, so he's not completely at fault. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, in the movie, uh, it's about a, a a you know a chain gang kind of kind of uh, camp in Florida in the in the '60s. So these uh, the inmates that are part of this this work camp um, are all there together, and they go out and they work on roads and do whatever you know that work is, and it's hard work, and it's part of their punishment, um, you know, for whatever crimes they committed. But Paul Newman is is Luke um, in there, and he is a rebel, and the captain of the of the work crew uh, is constantly trying to break. Um, Luke's spirit and really all of the men who are in the camp trying mm-hmm. to break their spirit so that they'll behave. They, they won't try to escape. They'll, you know, fall in line, all of those kind of things. Um, but one of the lines, and this is what keys me into the, the letter to Rome. One of the lines that he's, he says over and over again is you've got to get your mind right. And he's talking to the the prisoners and he's, you know, all of these things really inhumane and cruel things that he's doing to them is all to try to get their mind right or to break them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I kind of key in 
uh, to this passage of, of scriptures, that, that idea of getting the mind right. Now, the captain uh, should not be confused as an image of God in any, in any <laughs> sense of the word. I mean, he's, he is working at, at, at this from the opposite way of the way that God works mm-hmm. um, in that he is trying to, the captain is trying to coerce and trying to demean and trying to, to shame and trying to, mm-hmm. to, to cause these uh, uh, inmates to kind of buckle, uh, which is not what God does. God uses grace. God uses invitation. God uses blessing. God uses uh, all of those kind of ways to, to, to allow us to choose to follow God. That's not what the captain's doing. <laughs> not at all. But this idea of getting your mind right uh, uh, is the same uh, is the same, I think, for Paul, um, in that he wants uh, to, to, to tell the church in Rome or to teach the church in Rome that we have that uh, uh, ability to choose and that that desire, that is within us to, to choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, well, frankly, God can work do a lot with that, and right. that it our life with Christ kind of begins with that desire to have the mind of Christ, mm-hmm. to act like Christ, to be like Christ, to be one with Christ mm-hmm. in everything that we do, and to want. Um, you know, it's not just making the decision; it's the it's the desire within us. It's what do we want to do? Um, yeah, is where Paul's coming from. Oh, I love it. I love it. I mm-hmm. I think too. Like I don't know why I didn't think of this in any of the time we were talking before this. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Always <laughs> laugh track. Bang. Uh, but um. No. But like when we think about <clears throat> so mind of Christ, right? Like and for me, for a long time, I struggled because I was like, what does that mean? Because for the longest time, I always thought like God was so separate from me, and I was just this evil, terrible thing. Um. You know, and so it's like, oh, like have the mind of Christ. And I'm like, yeah, but Christ is foreign to me because I'm bad and Christ is good. So what does that even mean? And so I'm thinking of some gospel examples, right, where Jesus says, no, 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 I only do what I see the Father doing. And I'm like, how do I see what the Father's doing? Like, how do I get that? How do I, how do I understand that, like, what I'm supposed to do is something that God is asking me to do? And so then I spend a lot of time going, hey, God, how do we talk? And how do I know it's you? Because, you know, reading scripture and praying is great. Do those things. But there's a way that God and I communicate that's unique to my person mm-hmm. and is unique to your person mm-hmm. and, and listener, watcher. It's unique to your person. And God loves that. Like God wants, God made you that way. So like, um, so for me, there was that part of it too, is like, you know, I would, I would hear these things and go, but I don't even know what that, how do I get there? What does that mean? And so I love the captain example you're using because the captain's way of getting you is the captain's not interested in in freedom and the valuing of the person. The captain is interested in breaking you mm-hmm. and causing you harm. Mm-hmm. And I love the distinction you're making because, you know, frankly, um, I don't know about y'all, but there have been times in my life where without anybody's help, I have thought and felt like God was the captain. <laughs> and I've also been taught at times where God is just, you know, bullying me and mad at me and will harm me if I'm not obedient and I don't listen and it doesn't click. Um, and that God's way of getting the bad out of me is to, like, hurt me. Um, and so I like that you're making that distinction because that's not where I'm currently at. I do not believe that the God that I love back... 
um, is interested in harming me so that I'll behave better and I'll listen. Um, and, and I think that's an important distinction for us to make um, because uh, we're wrapping up Lent, right? And Lent is a difficult season because you are, as we're observing it, right? Like I'm going, oh, I've fallen short and I have failed. And maybe some of that is choices that were not in my realm of control. And maybe some of those choices were absolutely things that I decided to do. And I'm like, ah, so there's failure and some of, and there's conscious failure. And so if I think God, if I start from the place of like God is mad at me and God will harm me to get me to behave, then going through a season like Lent is going to be incredibly problematic. But if you approach from the place of like, I was going to joke when you said this, it was like, God's bullying us with love. Uh, <laughs> like God's like, I'm going to love you until you change. And I'm yeah. like, uh, you know, because uh, God's not a bully. But, but in that, right? Like, so if God is just relentlessly like, I love you and there's grace and I'm trying to get you to understand, um, the, the going to God with that isn't about God at that point. That's about like me wanting to hold my stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not, so I'm not getting my mind right Mm -hmm. because I'd rather sit in it. And that's exactly what Paul's talking about in his, (laughs) in his letter to the Romans there. That's exactly what he's talking about. You got to, there's some sacrifice. You got to give up those desires. He says for the flesh, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, for those humanly things that, you know, that surround us, you got to give up that desire to be proud and humble yourself. You have to give up that desire for power and, you know, greed or whatever. Um, those are go down the list, but you have to give up that desire and, and desire the things that, that God desires for you. Desire those things that Christ desired when he was here. Qu- question. Is that like a, like if you make that choice one time, it all, it all works, right? It's all oh, fixed, right? That'd be, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> wouldn't it? That that would be utopia. Yeah. Uh, uh, but no, it's it's a conscious decision every day. You know, when I counsel uh, uh, couples for marriage, I tell them, you know, this this love as a feeling kind of thing that fades. Uh, but every day you wake up, you have to choose to love your spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it is a decision that is made mm. really daily. Um, I heard this thing recently. Uh, it's totally unrelated to our topic, but it relates to what you just said, okay. uh, where it was like, there's, there's uh, a person who was doing the same thing, counseling mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they said, uh, it was like, one of the things I constantly run into is there's, there's two groups I kind of run into when people are talking about marriage. It's the people who view marriage, like getting married as the finish line mm-hmm. and those who view it as the starting line. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> like, Oh, now I get to do all the stuff with you as opposed to like, mm-hmm. well, I finally got it. So now I'm now I'm good. And it's like, oh my gosh, do I think of God this way? Like, uh oh, like like and and this is like what Paul's like, there's this, mm-hmm. oh, now I get to be in relationship mm-hmm. as opposed to like, mm-hmm. well, now I'm good. <laughs> and it's like, wait a second, hold on. Uh yes, I am loved. Yes, I matter. Yes, like. I have accepted the sacrifice of Christ and that like I couldn't save myself and I have submitted to that idea, but it's almost like now I get to. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't like acquired 
Like there's some things you've acquired in that moment, right? But like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, now I get to submit to that mm-hmm. on the daily. Uh, <laughs> like, and it's it's that process we get to be a part of now. Well, and you move, you know, your mind of Christ moves to, I want to. Not just that I get to, but I want to. I desire right. that. And that's it, y'all. If you didn't know, we were in the South. Now you do. Uh, <laughs> process. Process. That's not like so. If you're if you're listening to this or watching this and going, but not every part of me wants to. That's okay. That's normal. <laughs> sure, sure. That's a normal part of the processing of. Uh, you know, I mean, like for crying out loud, like I joke, I'll use marriage again as an example of, you know, in relationship with God and getting my mind right and all the things we're talking about of before I got married, Dave, I was this incredibly generous, kind, loved Jesus with everything I had. And then I got married as like, I am the most selfish human being that has ever lived. <laughs> like, I, and I realized like, Oh man, my self perception, and it wasn't that like I was terrible or I am like the I am, uh, but like having you know living with another human being that I love that committed to me and going, oh my gosh, the feelings I have and the things I'm thinking sometimes do not line up with any of this. Now there's choices I could have made. I could have like run from that, mm-hmm. or I could have pressed in. Mm-hmm. This is kind of what we're getting at with Cool Hand Luke. Mm-hmm. And the and and the example of God being one who's like, I love you, come be a part. I want I want to do this with you, and I want you to want it too. Um, in Lent, you can run from that, or you can sit in it and then press into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's important. Yeah. Is God well? That's why we submit ourselves to this this process each year. Uh, officially each year in the calendar right. is because we want that closer relationship. Right. And we know to do that, we have to look at ourselves, um, you mm-hmm. know, to form that relationship. You know, God is there wanting it, but you know, how have we failed? Um, and how are we kind of in the process of failing and where have we succeeded? I mean, there it's, it's two sides of the same coin and both, uh, and, and it's, it's mandatory to kind of look at both sides. You have to hundred percent. Yeah. And, and that, that leads us into the, this other part of the conversation we want to have. So like we said, we're kind of wrapping up Lent and we spent mm-hmm. a lot of Lent not being negative, right? Being aware, mm-hmm. and being honest, right. Is important. Um, but none of us are complete failures either. Like this mm-hmm. is the other thing that's so hard about this. And like what I, what I've inherited, right. Is well, it's either all good or it's all bad. And like, there's no middle ground. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, um, different podcasts, different time. We'll talk about Seder and we'll talk about part of the things that people go through and the acknowledgement of like, there's good in us and there's bad in us at the same time. And God's okay with both. And you're like, wait, what? Um, but in this season, right? Like you said, um, uh, you know, let's, let's talk to the non-believers for a sec. So if you've, if you're a person who's, uh, you've stumbled into this or like it came up on your YouTube algorithm. I don't know how uh, I should because it's what I do here. <laughs> um, or you're kind of experimenting with faith or a friend sent you this and you're not really sure. Um, part of my hope uh, for the uninitiated is that the God you've heard about in the series we've gone about is one that's for you, who loves you, who has spared no expense to come get you. And as you're acknowledging these things in your person, that God isn't disappointed in rejecting you. God wants to like work with you, 
wants to help you, wants to be with you, and doesn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope you've heard that encouragement, and I hope that like as we're talking about this, right? Um, I think we've done a pretty good job so far, but like this isn't performative. This is one of the hardest things for me about Christianity is like, I want it to be performative Mm -hmm. because like performative, you can quantify and qualify and be like, if you do this, then this, and God's like, I'm going to bully you with grace. I'm going to put that on a shirt. Uh, But, but it is, but it is this thing where God's like, no, 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 I love you and I will love you and you matter to me. Even if you don't think so, and even if you don't want to be like, nah, I'm here. Uh, and that's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, God loves me. I'm like, but why? And God's like, because I do. And I'm like, but why? And God's like, that's how it is. I'm like, but why? And God's like, deal with it. Uh, um, <laughs> and then the bullying starts. Yeah, right? <laughs> then, the, then the bullying starts. Uh, not the belittling, the bullying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but but it is that. So if you're not initiated in that, or these are things that you're starting to kind of question or dabble in or like start to think about, right? Mm-hmm. My hope is what you've heard from us is not, is not that like you failed and you've fallen short and that's your worth and your identity. Quite the contrary is we all have failed. We all fall short. Um, but God loves us. Mm-hmm. Um, and the gift of, of, you know, this self-reflection is, or one of the gifts is, oh, God still. God still. Um, and that... That's another thing that's like really difficult for me, but like, you know, anyway. So yeah, to the, to the non-believers, um, if we're addressing them, this, this series has been, you know, I I called it life and life with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's, it's been all about the things that you do. If you either want a life with Jesus and you don't have one, right. The things that we've talked about, hopefully, um, will help you get into that type of life and then with all of the blessings and and the promise that exists there uh, but it's also life with Jesus even if you are a believer even if you've already you know mm-hmm. been in church for you know however many years that's been um, these these things will bring you deeper into that relationship um, with Christ so the uh, this life with Jesus is not just like you said not the, the starting point I mean it's the continual, kind of ongoing life um, that that uh, we hope that you you'll choose and that you want uh, to, to lead um. yeah so to so to to pivot to the to the believers mm-hmm. right and and you know something I love that you say all the time Dave is you know uh, Dave's really smart you should hang out with Dave he's cool <laughs> um, but so one of the things that Dave has done for me that's been really helpful and encouraging is Dave's consistent affirmation of uh, I'll make these admissions when we're talking in the office about how like I'm so the things I think are true are so different than they were like 10 years ago. And Dave's like, good. <laughs> and so to to use that, right, as a mechanism here, and we, we're talking about Romans, we're talking about Paul, we're wrapping up Lent, which is the self-reflection process. And we're talking about, you know, the captain that is not a proper representation of God. We've talked to the non-believers who are, um, you know, dabbling or experimenting or like going, hey, maybe there's something else here, right? And then now we're moving to the believers. And um, my hope is that what you've heard about repentance and the relationship with God and the acknowledgement and the reflection of like 
sin and falling short is not discriminatory. It's not exclusatory. It's not isolation. It's not you failed and God's done with you. It's that you would have this ability now, or at least start to think through it from the perspective of um, that God is with you and for you, and that these things get in the way of you experiencing that more fully. Um, I, I feel like for me, I've heard this a lot in my life is, you know, when I'm at the lowest and I'm struggling the most, it's when God does the craziest stuff. And it's super cool. God and I are super close. And I and for a while, I've thought about that and been like, why is that? It's like, well, because I can't trust in anything else. I'm like, okay, but like, I can't trust in anything else anyway. Uh, but why? And I and I think kind of where I'm landing is, as my life kind of devolves or things go wrong, there's this perspective I get to have access to, because then I have nothing but the love of God, right? Like, because it's not going well or something's going wrong or it's tough or it's difficult. And I'm like, but God, you didn't leave. So my trust is, God is, I don't want to say God is earning my trust as like God, like I have to test God so that God can earn it. But I also think that there's this component here where God's like going, no, when you repent and you are aware, I prove to you that you can trust me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here. I didn't leave. And I'm mm-hmm. like, but you should have. And God's like, yeah, but I didn't. And and so as a believer, I hope that part of what this has done or unlocked for you is this perspective now of do this because it helps you with intimacy with God. It helps that relationship grow. It helps you understand that God is trustworthy and what God says is true. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn that on the back end or through it, whatever, whatever that process, it doesn't have to be my process. But I feel like for me, it's always been, it's not just like quickly acknowledging God. It's like, but God, I have no one but you. And like, but you love me still. Mm-hmm. Why? And God's like, that's just how it is. And I go, oh. And and the, the biblical and theological word that you're kind of <laughs> dabbling with there is grace. See, Dave is smart. <laughs> Which is God's love and how unearnable it is. I mean, there's a reason why the the song "Amazing Grace" is the mm-hmm. the you know played everywhere all the time um, right. is because the grace of God is so amazing, right? And it is so undeserved, and it is something that's beyond our comprehension, and it's something that we yearn for. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that love of God that that really leads Jesus kind of to, to pull us back a little bit, but leads Jesus to ask, "Do you want to be made well?" Yeah. Um, Jesus wants us to be made well, mm-hmm. but we have to decide that we want to be made well. And the way we are made well. Now, we did, real quick, we did make the distinction of God is an anti-medication and therapy. <laughs> I think God is for those things. Like, wonderful. Absolutely. Anything that helps you be made well, like God's like, mm-hmm. yep, stamp approval, go do it. Uh, now, don't, like, email me and call me and go... Kelly, you said I could self-medicate. That's not what I said. <laughs> um, you know, but but things that are, are wholesome and good and lead you to more wholesome and more goodness, um, absolutely, 100%. So what I'm saying here is not like, I can trust in Jesus and I don't need my meds. You need your meds. Please, please. <laughs> um, but in that, uh, 
you know, and we got to start like, in, especially in spiritual circles, we got to really start to normalize like mental health and like mm-hmm. taking care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like God is something I think God is actually upset about is like that we don't normalize that. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, but in that, uh, when we're talking about trusting Jesus, you know, another theological phrase here is you know, sanctification. Sanctification isn't a dirty word. Sanctification isn't this thing where like, oh, I'm a worm and I'm terrible. That's right. Think of Hercules Disney movie. Uh, copyright. Uh, <laughs> but but like we're not this like terrible evil thing that God like can't stand. But sanctification is the process of like what Jesus is talking about, which is like, do you want to be made well? Mm-hmm. And if you do, what does that mean? How do we get there? What does that look like? And I would argue no matter where you're at, a truth that is that is true, is that you do it together. I don't. I don't get to like. So the extreme here, right, is like one extreme is like uh, we've we've beat this this horse like like whack. But like you know, like the self reliance thing and or, or the the like um, you're not terrible and evil and vile and terror. Like God is at work and is trying to help. Um, and we have to relinquish control of that. And we have to submit to God. And then conversely, too, when you have started that relationship and you have started that journey with God, you don't just magically unlock all the answers. Mm. So so you don't get the other extreme, which is like, okay, now I'm good and I figured it out. And like, it's great. No. Now what I get to do is go, oh, I want the things that God wants, which is what? Which is repentance, which is sanctification, which is joy, which is peace, which is love, which is relationship, which is now like now I get to live in a posture where I go, God, you tell me. Mm-hmm. And as you do that, then we're made well. Then then the way that I think God has intended creation to function, which is fullness of relationship, there's no buffer anymore. There's nothing in the way of that, and we live wholly into that. And last point I'll make here is... Um, you know, I joke, but I think Jesus is like humanity as humanity is intended to be. Um, now, there's some distinctions that are like Jesus is God too, like part of the Trinity. But what I'm getting at is the example that Jesus leaves us is one is like there is no deterrent. There's no like shimmer. There's nothing in the way of Jesus and God and the Spirit. Like they're constantly connected. Mm-hmm. Which is why the cross and where we'll go later, Easter, Good Friday, and stuff. It's why it's so difficult. But for us, that's the gift. It's like now I can approach God, and God is, God's with me. Um, you, we don't have to live apart anymore. Um, and so, but again, like that that other extreme of like, well, now I know. Now I get to live in, in the posture and the position of like, God, you know, and I believe you know, so teach me, be with me, walk with me, help me to understand that better and more. Um, and I think that's that's what then gets unlocked. Because um, I've seen it in my own life. Where I'm like, oh, I'm a believer now, and, and God says I'm good. So I know God's like, no, 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 come back, come back. I'm like, too late, can't hear you. I'll come back when this blows up in my face. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Amen. I think, <laughs> I, think that wrap, I think that wraps it all up for us. Uh, <laughs> you just wrapped. You, you really you wrapped the whole message um, <laughs> and brought it together in an amazing way there. 
Um, and so that is that is what God desires for us is to, is that we be whole, that we be made well, um, and and we have a part to play in that. Um, but it leads us into the life with Jesus, the the life with with God, and and how it's meant to be. Right, right, and God loves that. Mm-hmm. Like God isn't. God isn't disappointed in our problems and our issues. God, God loves us and wants to be a part. God wants to be a part, and will bully us with love. Uh, so glad I could insert that at the end here. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Well, before we go, yeah, yeah. why don't why don't we let uh, do a plug for, for oh, this yeah. next uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah for this Let's next week? I mean, we're coming up on Holy Week. Yeah, uh, so that comes at the end of <laughs> at the right. end of end of Lent is, is so Holy busy. Week. <laughs> uh, so this Sunday, uh, you know, you may be listening to this after um, the fact, but if you're not, then consider yourself invited to our Easter festival that will be this Saturday, uh, April. First, live music, live stuff, music, it's be jumpy, great. yeah, jumpy, jumpy, bouncy things, uh, you know, Easter eggs, you know, all all for kids, and so it's a great time uh, for the kiddos to come. So bring your family out if you're uh, available, mm-hmm. if you're around, um, and then you know our Palm Sunday uh, service will be Sunday, and then next week we'll have a Thursday. Uh, it's called Monday Thursday. It's when we uh, when Jesus kind of set up Holy Communion for us. Uh, so that's a special day. So come 6.30 Thursday next week uh, of Holy Week. Come Friday. Uh, Pastor Kelly will be leading us in our in our Good Friday service and, yep. and the, the walk to the cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Easter morning, of course, we'll have uh, a sunrise service. We'll have our, our uh, 8.30 and 11 o'clock uh, Easter worship services where we will celebrate the empty tomb. Uh, so I just want you to know that you're invited to, if you're in the area, and uh, you're invited to those those kind of yeah. things too. Come and and I'm I'm so excited because this is my first Holy Week with this community. Um, you know, Methodist pastors, right? Sometimes we get moved, sometimes we end up in new spots. And so, what I'm really excited about is the community we have here. Um, you know, and so bringing the kids and and participating and connecting with other people, like Monty and Dave's heart for y'all is not that um, you would just come connect and then go home. Uh, what we want is you know do what you need to do, right? Like if if you need to come participate and you've got somewhat some place that you're connected to, that's that's great. Like we're mm-hmm. as long as you're connected somewhere. That's but right. like we would love for you to come connect with us, come be a part of what God's doing in this community and the surrounding area. Um, but we would just love to walk with you and alongside you as we're all walking with Jesus together. Um, this is why we do this stuff, just that you come and, and participate and can connect with other people who like are going to love you well too, um, and that you get to love well too as a believer. So, and if you're a non-believer too, like come hang out. Like, there's going to be a lot of good food, and and it's the same thing. Like, we want to get to know you, and we want to sure. walk with you and, and participate in life with you. That's what this is all about, mm-hmm. and so. Mm-hmm. Really, really excited. Um, hey, I didn't finish my coffee. Oh, wow. Um, finished mine before the show. <laughs> you did, yeah. <laughs> but on that note, I'm Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. And we will catch you next week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye.